Welcome to another episode of the Team Check-In. We're so glad to have you here. This is Emrok with Jack the puppy sleeping right next to me. He might chime in with the occasional bark or two, but once again, I wouldn't hold my breath if I were you. Unlike the last episode, this week we're focusing on one specific topic, and that is diversity management. Now, on paper, it shouldn't be a controversial topic, or it shouldn't be a very hot topic. This should be behind us by now, right? We should know that all workplaces should be diverse and inclusive. And on paper, once again, we have the set. But I think in the past couple of years, this uh, it has become very hip to be anti-woke. And the second you start talking about diversity and inclusion, people go, oh, you're forcing diversity on us. Right? You're being too woke. You're being too politically correct. You're being overly inclusive, whatever that means. But diversity management is a key part of running a successful business. Because you can't talk about building cross-functional teams and bringing different points of view and different characteristics together without talking about diversity and inclusion. That is why on this episode of the Team Check-In, I wanted to focus specifically on diversity management, its benefits, how it can help an organization, and some practices on implementing diversity management as effectively as one can. So without further ado, we hope you enjoyed this talk on diversity management. So let's talk about diversity management and some diversity and inclusion best practices that you can use going forward in 2023 or later on. So even though some of the most prominent literature on diversity management were written in the late 90s, diversity management is still as important as it has ever been, perhaps even more so. Creating a diverse workplace and forming, a di forming diverse teams is never a bad idea. In fact, according to a 2019 study by the Network for Business Sustainability, diverse firms' productivity is 1.32 times higher than firms lacking diversity. With all the proof, common sense, and simple principles of equality screaming down on us about the benefits of having a diverse and inclusive workplace, managing diversity is still a controversial topic. With strong anti-woke sentiments spreading through the internet and people calling forced diversity on anything remotely diverse, the discussion of inclusivity in the workplace is one that we must keep having now and always. So, what is diversity management? The answer to that question goes through answering an even simpler question. What is diversity? According to Lee Gardenswartz and Anita Rowe in their work Diverse Teams at Work, capitalizing on the power of diversity. Diversity is a concept with four dimensions. The four dimensions of diversity, according to Garden Swartz and Rowe, are as follows. Organizational dimensions, external dimensions, internal dimensions, and personality. Diversity management is the process of establishing and preserving an office environment that values and respects employee differences across the board in all four dimensions of diversity. While each dimension of diversity plays a key role in forming a diverse team of individuals, the bulk of the discourse surrounding inclusion and diversity in the workplace is centered around the internal dimensions of diversity. And by internal dimensions, we mean race, 
age, gender, sexual orientation, physical ability, and ethnicity. So, what are some of the key challenges in diversity management? As we mentioned before at the beginning of this conversation, while diversity and inclusion are two concepts that almost everyone wholeheartedly agrees with, there's still an artificially created culture war that is having its flames stoked. That means there will always be some challenges in the way of practicing diversity management in a positive way. What are some of them? Number one, resistance to change. One of the biggest challenges in implementing workforce diversity management practices is resistance to change. Some employees may feel uncomfortable with the idea of working with people who are different who have different backgrounds or identities, or may feel that they are being forced to change their own behaviors or beliefs. While being resistant to change is an inherently human reaction, the implications of being resistant to this form of change are a lot darker. As massive anti-woke sentiments keep growing, they end up hurting the chances of workplaces becoming more inclusive. With cries of positive discrimination and class warfare echoing around in the halls of public discourse, a massive resistance to change exists as a thorn in the side of diversity management. Number two, a lack of representation. A lack of representation is another key challenge in diversity management. This occurs when certain groups are underrepresented in the workplace or when there's a lack of diversity in leadership or decision-making roles. If certain groups are already underrepresented in the workplace, then they won't have a voice when it it comes to inclusivity and diversity in the same workplace. If those very same groups don't have a voice in diversity management, then the organization's inclusivity and diversity strategies will be less than likely to have any plans to include those specific groups. For example, a workplace with little to no LGBTQI plus representation will be less likely to have strategies of inclusivity towards them. Let's move on to number three, unconscious bias. Unconscious bias refers to the tendency to make judgments or decisions based on stereotypes or assumptions about people from different backgrounds. Each challenge we mentioned so far has a direct relationship of causality with the other. An organization being resistant to change results in a lack of representation for certain groups. This, in turn, results in unconscious biases remaining pretty much intact. Those intact unconscious biases about groups of people get in the way of effective workplace diversity management. Let's move on to number four, a lack of accountability. Accountability is a word that has sadly begun to lose its meaning in the past years. This is dangerous because a lack of accountability can be a major challenge in diversity management. When people hear the word accountability these days, their minds immediately go to massive social media cancellation or social justice warrior stuff. Whatever the case is, if leaders and managers are not held accountable for promoting diversity and inclusion, it can be difficult to create a culture that values and prioritizes these goals. Once again, the correlation between one of the challenges and another is crystal clear. A lack of representation can very easily result in individuals not being held accountable for their actions. Now let's move on and talk about the three paradigms of diversity management. 
This was a concept first covered by Robin J. Ailey and David A. Thomas in their work, Making Differences Matter, A New Paradigm for Managing Diversity. Now, the three paradigms of diversity management they highlight are the discrimination and fairness paradigm, the learning and effectiveness paradigm, and the access and legitimacy paradigm. So let's first talk about the discrimination and fairness paradigm. This diversity management paradigm focuses on the necessity of combating prejudice and advancing equity at work. This in turn entails making sure that there's no discrimination against staff members based on their ethnicity, gender, or other traits, and that they all have equal opportunity for promotion. Companies that adopt this paradigm may concentrate on putting anti-discrimination training, diversity hiring initiatives, and flexible work schedules into place as policies and practices that, practices that support fairness and equal treatment. Now let's talk about the second one, the learning and effectiveness paradigm. The learning and effectiveness paradigm is centrally focused on how diversity enhances innovation and organizational effectiveness. Companies that follow this model might prioritize providing chances for employees to share knowledge, encouraging cross-functional cooperation, and teamwork, alongside fostering experimentation and innovation. Lastly, let's talk about the access and legitimacy paradigm. This particular paradigm for diversity management emphasizes how important it is for businesses to value and respect employee uniquenesses. Developing such a culture requires actively seeking out and valuing different viewpoints and experiences. It also implies acknowledging and respecting the diversity of its workforce. Now that we're 10 minutes into this recording, I think it is time to talk about some of the diversity management best practices now that we've actually covered the paradigms. Number one, and the simplest one of all, promote diversity in leadership. Having a diverse group of leaders is critical for creating a workplace culture that values diversity and inclusion. You can very easily promote diversity in leadership by implementing leadership devel development programs, mentoring and sponsorship initiatives, and other strategies that support the career advancement of underrepresented groups. More often than not, a diversity and inclusion best practice is nothing more than common sense and basic human decency. Having a diverse multicultural management team is one of the best ways to ensure you have a cross-functional team at the helm. A sad fact of today's world is that promoting diversity and inclusion in leadership roles may come with the incredibly tone-deaf cries of diversity promotion. In an era where people are getting mad at the skin colors of fictional characters and showing outrage over racially blind casting choices in entertainment, this is one form of criticism that managers have to nip in the bud. At the end of the day, if your boardroom looks like a scary country club, that means you missed a couple of steps along the way. Another diversity management best practice. Number two, encourage everyone to share their story. Encouraging employees to share their personal experiences and perspectives can help foster a more inclusive workplace culture. It is a brilliant way to celebrate diversity and can be achieved through storytelling events, employee resource groups, and other initiatives that create opportunities for employees to connect and learn from one another. Forming a diverse team is only half the battle, 
having that diverse team interact and bond with each other and celebrate the inclusive and diverse environment they've created together is an incredibly way to boost employee engagement. It is far easier to get someone invested in people than in organizations. If your team is invested in each other, there isn't much that can stand in their way. Number three, diversity and inclusion training. Providing regular diversity and inclusion training to employees at all levels of the organization is an essential diversity management best practice. Some diversity and inclusion training topics may include subjects such as unconscious biases, cultural sensitivity, and inclusive communication. Increasing awareness and understanding of these issues results in employees being better equipped to create a more inclusive workplace culture. Number four, foster a culture of inclusivity. Creating, creating a culture of inclusivity in your workplace isn't just about being welcoming. It is about not leaving anyone behind. Workplace culture has a tendency of moving very fast and evolving constantly. While that is usually positive, it does come with a risk of some members of the team being left behind. Promoting a culture of inclusivity means fostering workplace creativity, and it means fostering a culture of empowerment alongside it. Fostering a culture of inclusivity is a must when, it, when managing diversity, and it normally comes with setting expectations for behavior and addressing any instances of discrimination or harassment quickly and effectively. And number five, last but not least, is building a diverse workforce. Building a diverse workforce is all about altering your recruitment and hiring policies and mapping them out around the internal dimensions of diversity. The best place to start is with job descriptions. This involves re reviewing job descriptions and ensuring that they do not include any discriminatory language or requirements that could exclude certain groups or candidates. A diverse workforce can help organizations attract and retain top talent, as individuals are more likely to join and remain with organizations that value diversity and offer equal opportunities. Remember, 76% of job seekers name diversity as an important factor when evaluating an employer. So how do you measure the success of your diversity and inclusion initiatives? Well, the same way you measure the success of any other initiative. There are some great HR analytics tools that can help you do that. But the best way to go is to simply ask your employees, hear them out, check the pulse. You can do that by taking advantage of employee pulse survey software. And if you're a regular user of Microsoft Teams, then the best option out there for you is TeamFlect. TeamFlect is an all-in-one performance management software designed specifically for Microsoft Teams. It also happens to be one of the best employee engagement survey tools out there today. Without ever having to leave Microsoft Teams, you can conduct entire survey cycles. TeamFlect is so much more than just a survey tool. It is also the perfect platform for you to set tasks, create goals, conduct performance reviews using TeamFlect's customizable performance review templates, and do so much more. The best part is, you can try TeamFlect out for free. TeamFlect's free plan includes up to 10 users and has full functionality, and has no time limits. That means you can demo TeamFlect with one department 
and decide whether if it's the right fit for you or not based on their feedback. It is not Team Flex Lite. It is not, oh, you have a limited trial period. It is free with full functionality forever. So what are you waiting for? Why not try Team Flex out for free and see how you like it? I want to close this episode out by talking about some case studies of diversity and inclusion that you can easily access online. Three companies I'm going to take a look at and examine are Salesforce, Marriott International, and Procter & Gamble. Salesforce implemented a number of inclusive hiring practices, such as requiring diverse candidates, slates for open positions, or offering unconscious bias trainings for all employees. And their equality mentorship program offered as a part of their diversity management strategy ensures that this organization will have a strong culture of empowerment, diversity, and equal opportunity over the years to come. Marriott International has been recognized for its commitment to diversity and inclusion and has implemented a number of programs to promote diversity and support the career development of underrepresented groups. They have established diversity and inclusion councils, implemented unconscious bias training, and offer a variety of mentorship and sponsorship programs for employees. Some of their most impressive diversity and inclusion programs include Take Care Community Talks, Emerging Leader Program, and Women's Leadership Development Initiative. Their Senior Vice President of Global Talent Acquisition and Inclusive Opportunity, Marissa Milton, comments on the effectiveness of their programs, especially on gender equality, like so, like by saying, women hold some of the most significant profit and loss and policymaking positions across our company, including President, President of Marriott International, a role that Stephanie Linartz was promoted to in 2021. Of our CEO's direct reports, 57% are women. Of all global executives, 44% are women. By 2025, our goal is to achieve gender parity for the company's entire global leadership team. That's impressive. Let's move on to Procter & Gamble and wrap this up. Now, Procter & Gamble has a history of valuing diversity and inclusion, but they have set themselves a massive goal going forward. A massive goal they have set themselves is to have at least 40% multicultural representation within their workforce. While they're still shy of that number with 28%, their upper management boasts impressive diversity and inclusion promise. With incredibly diverse management strategies and initiatives such as Widen the Screen or Equal to Podcast, Procter & Gamble appears to be headed in the right direction in terms of diversity management. That brings us to the end of the episode. I hope you had a good time listening to me going on and on and on about diversity management and how important it is. But we will definitely be returning to this topic maybe next time with a guest involved. If you're listening to us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find podcasts, make sure you follow us and rate us five stars. It really helps out the podcast. And if you're looking for a performance management software, make sure you check out Teamflex and schedule your free demo. Bye-bye.